Good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I love you guys. Good to have you. Good to see you here. Well, I've got love like the river. I've got love like the river. I've got love like the river in my soul. Well, I've got love like the river. I've got love like the river. I've got love like the river. In my soul, I've got joy. Well, I've got joy like a river. I've got joy like a river. I've got joy like a river in my soul. Well, I've got life like a river. I've got love like a river. I've got life like a river in my soul. All right. Good to have you guys this morning. I love you all. I appreciate you guys and uh you know it's a very special time for me every uh, sunday morning 11 a.m eastern standard time uh why because you're family that's right you are family and speaking of family i want to bring my lovely wife in whenever she shows up here uh shanita if you're out there and we have a great um oh and by the way his lamb's here denise is here um it's so good to have you guys we have a great message this morning, and it's not from me. I'm believing it's from God. You know, this is something that God woke me up to several days ago and said, David, in order to really be delivered, David, here's what you need to do. And I'm talking the total deliverance. And that's why I'm so excited uh, to share this with you all this morning. Um, I want to bring Shanita in. Uh, let's see if there you are. You're there. All right. Here we go. Uh, and speaking of family, good morning. Good morning. And so uh, we've got uh, davidheavener.tv forward slash family. If anybody wants to join and say, hey, I'm love to be a part of the group. It doesn't cost anything except your time to go in there and type it in, right? It's a pleasure knowing we we're connecting with people from all over the world, from Australia to Ireland to Pakistan, South Africa. We want to say welcome to each of our family members. And that's right. And you know, Shanita, God knew in this day and time that he would use this medium, this way of doing it to reach people all over the world. Okay. And you know, I love the real church. I do. I love the real church. I come against the apostate church, but I love the real church. The real church in person, you can only get certain amount of people in person, okay? But this kind of church, the church that we have, reaches people all over the world. And here's another thing. It, when you go to church in person, which I agree with, and you should, so I'm not downing it, you can't just raise your hand during a sermon, or you can't just stand up and say something while the pastor's talking or they're doing music or whatever. But in this space, in this place that God has designed for his people right now, we have chat. People can be mm -hmm. talking to each other. They can, hey, I've got prayer requests. You see, the way the Holy Spirit works, and I think you'll, you'll agree, is the Holy Spirit is spontaneous. When it tells you to do something, you need to do it, okay? In church, when you have a whole bunch of people, there's a program by design, rightfully so, and you can't do the things sometimes that are spontaneous with the Holy Spirit, right? Right, we are very blessed and very fortunate and very thankful for each of our family who gathers. 
Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, let's give it to him again. DavidHeavener.tv forward slash family and go there and sign up and just you're part of the family. And that way we know who you are. All right, Shinny, we bring you on a little bit later for prayer requests, praise reports. All right. Love you. All right. Let's get into it here. Coward of the County, a song by Kenny Rogers. Coward of the County. I don't know if you've heard of it. It was a country song out many years ago. But this is what God laid on my heart. Oh, David, what, what does a country song have to do with uh, God and uh, his... Ma Hang on for a second. It's going to blow your mind, okay? This song, God used to show me how to overcome my demons. When I say my demons, I don't own them, but to overcome the demons that are in my path. You see, for many years, I was a compromised Christian. For many years, I would just do what the system told me to do until this one thing happened. This one specific thing happened, and this is what I want to uh, 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 share with you. Now, you have angels assigned to you. Each and every one of us has have angels all around us. They're assigned to us by God. He knows your mission. He knows your heart. And he has assigned angels to protect you, to minister to you, to guide you. You have those. But at the same time, Satan has a point, pointed his dirty devils around each and every one of us to make us stumble, to try to take us out. And Satan knows his time is limited. This morning, we're going to take aim and destroy those dirty demons. It's been plaguing, plaguing our lives. And yes, it involves repentance. You know I stand on repentance. Many churches, like I said, have taken the altars out. But I'm a believer in repentance. Folks, let me tell you something. You can't be thankful until you repent. I'm going to say it again. You cannot truly give thanks to God until there's repentance. Because in order to thank God, we need to have a clear path. We need to, to, to have a, a, a righteous moment. And that doesn't mean holier than down, walking on water. It means being right with God. You can't be right with God unless we repent. And in order to thank God, we have to be right with God. I mean, there's times I've said, God, thank you. I mean, I'm not right with you, but thank you. No, there's not times I've said that. When I'm not right with God, I don't thank God. I don't think about it. I don't want to deal with God. Because if I'm not right with God, my world is just shaking, if you know what I'm saying. All right? Let me have a drink of coffee here. Good morning, uh, Kay. Good morning, everybody. I love you guys. I got my cup of coffee here. Uh, I hope you have yours or your tea. Tell me in chat what you're drinking here. Um, hello, Milu. I'm in. All right. Uh, so this song, Coward of the County by Kenny Rogers, is what God showed me to share with you. All right. Now, I want to read the lyrics, Coward of the County. So I want you to listen to me. Everyone considered him the coward of the county. He never stood one single time to prove the county wrong. His mama named him Tommy, but his folks just called him Yellow. But something always told me they were reading Tommy wrong. You see, he was only 10 years old when his daddy got out of prison. I looked after Tommy because he was my brother's son. 
I still recall the final words my brother said to Tommy, son, my life is over, but yours has just begun. And here's what he said. Promise me, son, not to do the things I've done. Walk away from trouble if you can. It won't mean you're weak if you turn the other cheek. I hope you're old enough to understand. Son, you don't have to fight to be a man. That's what Tommy's father told him in prison. Tommy's father's in prison. Told Tommy's little boy. Now here it goes. There's someone for everyone, and Tommy's love was Becky. In her arms, he didn't have to prove he was a man. Now you see, here's a boy, Tommy, that turned away from trouble because his dad told him, turn away from trouble. Don't, don't face it. Just, you see trouble, go away. Don't deal with it. And he did that all of his life, and they called him yellow. But now he's got something that's important to him, Becky. It says, there's someone in everyone's life, and Tommy's love was Becky. In her arms, he didn't have to prove he was a man. But one day, while he was working, the Gatlin boys came calling. They took turns with Becky, and there were three of them. These were the demons, these Gatlin boys. They were the demons, and they came, and they destroyed the love of Tommy's life, what was important to him, what was precious to him. But what's Tommy going to do now? Tommy opened up the door. He saw his Becky crying. He, the torn dress, the shattered look was more than he could stand. He reached above the fireplace and he took down his daddy's picture. As his tears fell on his daddy's face, he heard these words again. Promise me, son, not to do the things I've done. Walk away from trouble if you can. Now it won't mean you're weak if you turn the other cheek. I hope you're old enough to understand. Son, you don't have to fight to be a man. The Gatlin boys just laughed at Tommy when he walked into the bar room. One of them got up and met him halfway across the floor. When Tommy turned around, they said, hey, look, oh, yellow's leaving. But you could have heard a pin drop when Tommy stopped and locked the door. Twenty years of crawling was bottled up inside him. He wasn't holding nothing back. He let him have it all. When Tommy left the barroom, not a Gatlin boy was standing. He said, this one's for Becky, as he watched the last one fall. And here's what Tommy said. He said, I promised you, Dad, not to do the things you've done. I walk away from trouble when I can. But now please don't think I'm weak. I didn't turn the other cheek. And Papa, I sure hope you'll understand. Sometimes you gotta fight when you're a man. Folks, this is the gospel wrapped up in a song. I'm going to explain it to you. See, Tommy's dad represented religion. Religion says be passive. Turn the other way. Turn the other cheek. Don't cause problems. Don't you understand? That's hate. 
See, religion tells you to run from demons. And they use the scripture, say, flee demons. Flee the devil. Folks, that's out of context. And it doesn't have, if, listen, let me tell you something. If that scripture meant anything to flee the demons, do you think Jesus would ever cast out a demon? You would have watched him running the other way. Tommy's dad represented a passive Christianity, uh, this, this religious stuff that's been handed down from generation to generation. Tommy repented by turning around from his sin, which was fear. You see, when Tommy lost something very precious, precious to him, which was Becky, or at least saw something damaged, which he loved. Each and every one of us have something that we love, but the demons are destroying it, and we're standing by, and we're allowing it, but I'm telling you something this morning. Right now, those demons are going back to hell where they belong. Tommy repented. See, we have demons that we have to deal with. The demon of fear, the demon of discouragement. Demon of addiction. De Tommy's demon was fear. He always feared. Why? Because his, his daddy told him to fear. Turn around, go the other way. But it wasn't until he turned away from his fear and went and locked the door. See, when you lock the door and it's just you and that demon, and you know you have to deal with it or die, then that's when deliverance, true deliverance comes, folks. It's not from repenting and running from the demons, because they will always be there. See, most of my life I spent repenting. But I was, you could call me the coward of the kingdom. That's what you could have called me, the coward of the kingdom. I compromised. I knew things weren't right. Till one night in Texas, that dark night, I locked myself in a bathroom. I went to the door and I locked. I said, God, I'm not coming out of this bathroom until I come clean with you, until I deal with these demons. And I did. And I crashed and I burned. But when I came up, I came up with the, with the church going David and then the Hollywood David, but they merged together. And no matter where I went, I took me with me because I had integrity, spiritual integrity. I had what they call integration. That no matter where you go, you are who you are. God made you special. You don't change for anybody. You don't compromise for anybody. You walk loud. You walk proud. You're an ambassador for the kingdom. You're a child of the living God. You are not ashamed. You're precious. Let's talk about our demons. They're not, when I say our, they don't belong to us. They belong to hell. But they're demons that have been assigned to us fear, anxiety. Let's be honest this morning, folks. It's time to be honest. Ronald, Mira, Kay, Rob, good to see you guys this morning. It's time for us to lay it down. We're going to repent this morning, but we're going to lay, lay down what it is that we have to face. Fear, anxiety, procrastination.
You've been meaning to do it, but you just don't quite ever get there. A poor opinion of yourself. You don't think you're worthy, not good enough, because you've been told that all your life. Fabrication. You, you fabricate things because you want to make yourself feel better because you don't feel good about yourself. That's going to stop this morning. Demons in your family. You've got demons in your family, and I have them in mine. And it's time now that we stand and we get rid of those generational curses. We pass them on to our children like some disease. No more the demon of generational curse. We're going to cast that demon back into hell this morning. I see it in my family. I see that it was passed on from my mom's mom and dad to my mom and dad to me. And God forbid, I don't want to pass it to my children. You don't hide your imperfection. Don't hide it. You are who you are. Don't hide it. Don't be ashamed of it. We all have it. Someone's told you that you're addicted, that you should be ashamed. No. No, no, no more ashamed than someone that has fear, someone that has anxiety. You see, we're all addicted to something. And I know right now there's someone listening to me that, that's addicted to alcohol. Not many people know it, but you're a closet drinker. You're addicted to drugs. There's some people listening to me that's addicted to food. You got to cram something in your mouth when things don't go right. It's, it's all right to lay it on the table. And here with this family, right here, right here, you can say what it is that's plaguing you without any kind of guilt. No one's going to put you down. Not in this place, not in this space, not on my watch, not on God's watch. Why? Because we're all in. We're all broken. How can anyone, how can a preacher get up and preach against someone that's caught up in sin and someone that's addicted and, and, and do it in a way that makes him look like some type of God standing on a stage? No, let me tell you something, folks. Preachers have the worst, highest rate of addiction of anybody I have. No, they got all kinds of issues. Music ministers, it's it's. Crazy, this world. They put them on stage and make them look like gods. And they feel like they can't show their dirty laundry. Daughter needs prayer. Every time I get closer to God, my toxic ex contacts me. I keep falling into fornication. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to talk about that, daughter. Relationship, bad relationships. Folks, I went through this before I got married many years of my life. You just keep being attracted to the wrong person. These are the demons in your life that have to go. It's toxic relationship. We keep, we keep going back to it like a drug. We say we don't want it anymore. And then we get slammed again and we say, oh God, I did it again. Daughter said she fell into fornication. Yes, this happens to us. We go back to the demon. He wants to take us down to the pits of hell so we can fornicate or do whatever we do so we don't want to face God. 
But this morning, we're casting that demon of fornication back into hell, the demon of adultery back into hell, the demon of sin back into hell, the demon of bad relationships into hell. We pass it on to our children. I want you to take a moment and look at your kids, grandkids. Have they picked up stuff that you have? have did they, are they carrying around some of your dirty laundry? I know I look at my kids and sometimes I see that. And I'm going, oh, God, forgive me. I don't want my kids carrying my dirty laundry. When I say dirty laundry, I'm talking about generational curse. Sometimes we pass this stuff down without even knowing it. But you see, you don't have to, and I don't have to. That's why repentance is the first step. We repent, then we turn around, we lock the door, and we say, this is it, I'm not leaving until this demon has gone back to hell. Jesus. Every time he met a demon, spiritually, he locked the door. That demon wasn't going anywhere. Jesus dealt with each and every demon. He took care of them. Meaning when I say take care of, he dealt with them. Didn't put it off. I fight my demons. I'll tell you, it's a biggie for me. I fight for children, the innocent, the unborn, the ones that are born in human trafficking. I fight for them. How do I do it? I have a voice. God's given me a platform, and, and, I, and I speak it, and I speak it loudly and proudly, and I get condemned for it many times. Not many, but a lot of times. I stand for widows. I even had a preacher tell me one time, if you can believe this, David, why do you keep bringing up widows? I said, what are you talking about, widows? It's in the Bible, orphans and widows, true religion. Widows isn't just a woman who's lonely. It doesn't even have to be a woman, be a man. It's someone who is uh, uh, an innocent bystander who is by themselves, who feels like they've been abandoned. I stand for you. Every time I go to do a sermon, like I'm traveling on the road, and i got to find internet, and I've got to find a place to be, and I ask God to give me provision. That's the, i, I got to deal with that. Every Monday night I'm traveling, I have to do with that. I mean, these are things that I have to deal with, and I know there's things you have to deal with. What are they? Lay them out, just like I'm giving you my dirty laundry. Lay it out. We're going to pray for you, but you know what? We're going to pray for us too. Because you got one finger pointing out and three fingers pointing back. I fight for fight demons with lack of money with the ministry. My lack of time. It's just me and my wife and a few other lovely souls that help us out there. Discouragement many times. These are things I fight. I fight it just like you. All right? Lock the door. You lock that door. You see, the devil hates repentance, but he loves it when you just repent and turn away. 
Oh, he loves that. You know why? Because you don't stand up to the demon. This is what God laid on me. Don't just repent and go away. Repent and stand up to the demon. Lock the door. But see, Christians have been taught that repentance means running away. To flee the devil, that's ridiculous. God requires us to give our best to him. Well, David, I, I gave I give my best. I gave my you, you know what? That was yesterday. Every day is a new day. If what your best that you gave God yesterday is not your best today, let me say that again. The best that you gave God, your best that you gave to God yesterday is no longer your best today. Wow. David, what does that mean? That means that each and every day we're to go to a higher level of understanding. We're expected, along with that understanding, more is expected of us on a higher level. You see, this is where Christians get it wrong. They consider, oh, here's my best. I'm going to give it my best. And I'm just going to keep giving it. Folks, once you give your best, it ain't your best anymore. Because the next day needs to be better. And this morning, we're going to give our best, and I'll tell you what our best is going to be. Our best is going to be that we repent, we lock that door, and we get rid of those demons. That's our best this morning. And I'm excited. And I know right now, I can tell you right now, the demons are trembling. Right now, all around you, they are trembling. Because they know their time is limited. They know they've been exposed. They know the demon of fornication fornication is going to be cast out. They know that demon of toxic relationship is going to be gone. They know it's going to be broken and a soul is going to be set free. They know that that demon, the demons of generational curse is going to be gone. Just like that. That's been plaguing you and your family for generation after generation. We're going to stop being a coward of the kingdom. We're going to be heroes of heaven. Hear what I said? <laughs> we're going to stop this morning being a coward of the kingdom. And we're going to step into being heroes of heaven. Because when you stop doing what you're doing, you're breaking a bloodline. You're breaking a curse. Your kids are watching you. Your grandchildren are watching you. People are watching you. And they're going, look at that person. I want to be where that person is. No, he says, amen. Jesus visited my little nephew. Daughter says, glory be to God. I was able to overcome my porn addiction. Praise God. Thank you for sharing that. Lori says, amen, David. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lori. God bless you. It takes a lot for somebody to stand up and say, I finally broke my porn addiction. People want to hide that. 
We say that's a little different than lusting after food. Because anything that takes the place of God, the demons like. Let them, let them use that. They're not dealing with God. They're cramming food in their mouth, taking drugs, whatever. Time to cut loose that addiction. Let me tell you something. God's my drug. God is my, let me say it again. God is my drug. He's my drug. Do I stumble? Do I fall? Yes. Show me a person that doesn't stumble and fall and fall short, and I'll show you someone who's walking on water. And unfortunately, you're not going to see anybody walking on water. Only Jesus. I stumble, I fall, but God's my drug. I want you guys to say God's my drug in chat. Write it down. God's my drug. God, you're my drug. But David, I don't take drugs. <laughs> yeah, well, God's your drug. You'll take him. And I don't mean some jumping across the aisle, holy roller running down the aisle, you know, doing crazy. I don't mean that. Although that can happen in the spirit. I'm not saying no. David danced naked. Now, I wouldn't suggest you all do that out in public because today they'll arrest you. Unless you're in California. If you're in California, you can do whatever you want. Especially if you tell them you're homeless. I'm homeless and I'm naked. Well, then do whatever you want. Here, here's some money, right? It says, God is my pills. God is my pills. God is my drug. Amen, Scott. God is my drug, Scott. Uh, John, God is my drug. Uh, Lori says, God's my drug. I'm going to do a t-shirt. God is my drug. Because he drugged me from the pits of hell and put me up to the throne where he is. I've been drugged by God. Folks, don't you understand? You're here this morning because of an anointing because of, of a divine appointment. I hope you understand that. This isn't by accident this morning. It's not by accident that I'm here. God pre-planned this for you and I. This information that God is speaking, God wants us to know so we can go to a higher level. Mira says, I overcame fornication. Um, I never had a hunger for that. And she overcame it in adultery since 2008. Isn't it nice that we can share who we are with people and they, and they love us and they understand that we're all broken? Isn't that beautiful? It's a beautiful thing. You can't do that today in churches. Let me explain something to you, uh, and I want to touch on this. It's important. Because, you know, some of my biggest videos are about the church or the apostate church and exposing the darkness in the church is by design when you have a large church of you know 500 a thousand two thousand ten thousand people and this is not to come against all churches that are big okay but i'm going to tell you by design here hear what i'm saying by design those churches are very difficult to connect with people. Why? Because there's more people. You ever go to a, a big football stadium, soccer stadium, and you got 
you know, thousands of people. I mean, you might run into one or two people. You may run to somebody you know, and you'll run into a lot of people, but you'll never, never stay with them. You don't know who they are. You just pass them by. And Satan loves this because when you don't connect with people like you and I are doing right now, that there's never really the word of God can never really be coming and be manifested. It can be heard, but the seed won't grow because you need people. You need that relationship with people just like we have with this. You see? And this is where Satan loves to live. He loves to live in these big churches. Well, he lives in a lot of churches, but he loves the big ones because he can mingle without, without being exposed. But you see, with this kind of ministry, and it's not about me, I'm sitting in a hotel room. I mean, how can it be about me? I, I, don't, I don't have anything. I've got this, this little guitar right here. It costs $90, if that. The shirt I'm wearing, I got it at a thrift store. I don't have much. I don't have any. But one thing I've got is I've got God. And he's my drug. And do I mess up? Yes. Does sometimes things come in my life? Yes. But I go back to my drug. God. Because when I'm drugged on God... Nothing else matters. Demons don't have a chance. So we're together like this, where we have thousands of people all over the world, different languages. And I want to hear, if you're in a different country, put it in chat. Listening right now, and you're able to chat, you're able to email me at david at davidhevener.com and tell me your prayer request and who you are. That's special. That's amazing. So this morning, and praise God this morning, and there's many people out there listening to me right now that have heard these words. See, David, I, I don't want to be a power of the kingdom. I'm tired. I want to be all in for you, God. Right now is a divine appointment. It's an anointing. You see, God has something for you this morning. He's got a plan for you, for your life. He knows the demons have been assigned to you. And he knows what it takes to get rid of those demons. And he, God has shared with us this morning that we have to first repent, that we're going to turn around and lock the door. Shall bow 
every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's alive this morning. I want you to sing it with me. You're alive, Lord. You are alive. You're alive this morning. You have risen from the dead, and you're alive. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue comes that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let me tell you something. Jesus is a perfect role model for us. Because when he stood in the garden, he could ask the Father for anything. He did say, take this cup away if it's your will. But he knew it was God's will for him to go to the cross. So Jesus, he turned around, he locked the door. He locked the door for you and I right there on the cross because he knew that he would have to deal with every demon in hell for you and I. He took our place. Jesus is our example and he did lock that door, folks. And as he locked the door, he put one hand out and they put a nail in his palm. Put the other hand out. They put a nail in the other palm, nails in his feet, thorns crushed his skull. His brow bled. As every demon, every demon in hell was dealt with. We thank you, Lord, that you dealt with the demons. And that you're showing us how to deal with them this morning. That you're setting your people free. We praise you, Lord, for being such a wonderful, faithful God when we aren't many times. Now, if you believe that Jesus died for you, I want you to say with me, David, I'm coming to God now. You say, Father, I'm a sinner. I'm repenting right now. I'm repenting of all I've done. I'm giving it to you, Lord. Because I believe that you died in my place. I thank you, Father, for sending your son to die in my place. Lord, I'm going to follow you all the days of my life the best I can. Your name is in the book of life. If you said that prayer, perhaps you thought you were saved, but you said it for the first time. You are saved for eternity. Now, if you are where I've been times before, you say, David, I've backslid. I'm not where God wants me to be. I'm going to come clean right now. He's waiting for you with open arms. 
as you repent right now with tears coming down your face. God sees those tears and he loves you so much. But now we're going to turn and we're going to lock that door. And we're going to deal with those demons right now, right where you are, we're dealing with them. Yes, he's alive. Jesus is alive. Yeah, Lord, you're alive. And why is he alive? Well, you have risen from the dead. Now you're alive. Every knee shall bow. Praise him, everybody. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is alive. You see, when you lock that door and you stand with your demon and you deal with that demon, that's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus took and offered his blood to the Father up at the throne. And that blood is pouring today just as righteous, just as pure as it was 2,000 years ago. And the power that Jesus had in him was transferred to you and I. And that's why you and I have the power to get rid of those demons. But we have to believe it. Do God help our unbelief this morning as we deal with them? In your son's name, we stand right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we command every demon, every demon, each and every demon out there, the demon of fear, the demon of anxiety, the demon of lust, the demon of self-consciousness, the demon of addiction, Every demon, you are hereby cast out into hell, and you will not return. You will not return to God's people. We thank you, Lord, for this victory. I thank you that your people have been cleansed, that the demons of generational curses have been dealt with this morning. They are wiped clean, gone. We thank you, Father, for our children, for your children, for our families. I want to bring on Shanita and see if we've got some prayer requests out there. Um, let's, let's see if she's in the room here. Oh, she's not quite in the room. Um, but there she is right there. There we go. Let's, uh, let's add her to the stage here. All right, there you are. Uh, okay, so we have any praise reports? Yes. Yeah, we have several. I mean, just yesterday, I feel like Holy Spirit nudged you to deal with the vehicle, and that saved us. <laughs> and, and then nudged you to deal with the hotel, and that got us a free night. And I, I'm just yeah. thankful for his details, you know, saving us money and providing and but 
That's right. Well, I think what, yeah, if I may just add on to that, what you need is talking about, we've been traveling across country. We're doing some ministry and, uh, uh, God spoke to me. He says, you need to have this vehicle checked out. Well, I just had it checked out. God, he said, you go have it checked out. It was low on everything, oil, water. I mean, just everything. It was just low supernaturally. Demons mm -hmm. are trying to take you out folks. They were trying to take us out. They were trying to put us on the side of the road somewhere so we couldn't be where we are this morning. And then we wouldn't have a hotel room to even broadcast from. I believe if I hadn't called, I called it one minute to five just before they were closing. We have a service that books the rooms. And God said, just call them. Even though they said they'd be open until 10, God said, no, you call them before five. So I called and they said, yeah, we close in one minute. How can we help you? And so this hotel, I believe, is anointed, Shanita. I'm feeling the presence of angels right now in this hotel room. Uh, and so you see, folks, God has a plan and he's got a place for us, but we have to listen to God. Now, listen, let me tell you something. Don't pat me on the back because there's more times than I've listened, I've run away and not listened. But we're just giving God the glory this morning. Okay. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Gracious. Yeah. yeah, and Greg and Sunshine have put their house on the market, and God sent a buyer, and we're praising <sighs> for that and believing that's going to yeah. come through. That's and right. Greg and Sunshine selling their house. And I remember three years ago, God spoke to me and said, David, uh, tell them they're going to buy a house. They hadn't bought a house, I guess, ever, or maybe in years. And they said, no, we live in apartments, and God's going to give you a house. And he's going to give you a house in this town. And sure enough, God gave my house in that town. They built up some equity and God's taking care of his people. Um, you can't outgive God and they are wonderful prayer warriors and they donate to this ministry. Uh, but more than anything, they encourage us. and We appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. And we have some, well, we have some more praise reports. We've had several people who have joined the David Hebner TV family as new members this week. And we're so thankful for you. Praise all around the world and uh, i want to thank god for um let's see uh, for the, we're praying for donna and her daughter jessica for that relationship to be just restored and janet her son needs medication and uh, we're praying for angel's cousin ellie for norbert for alicia and and Sunshine has a request for their new home. And we're praying for all of you who are sending your requests in. We'll cover those tomorrow. Um, our team gets together every Monday night to pray. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Shanita. God bless you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being willing to listen to the Lord. That's just one of the things I really appreciate about you. This month, we're celebrating the birthday of your spiritual integrity, no. like you mentioned earlier, and your willingness to follow Holy Spirit's lead. Even <clears throat> times when I say, you know, you said, should we call the hotel now? <laughs> so, as you well, yeah, well, thank you for the encouragement. I wish I could live up to you, all the great things you say about me. <laughs> But thank you. God love you. God bless. Uh, yeah, folks, listen, I'm, I want to be, uh, I'm tired of being a, a coward of the kingdom. I want to be a hero of heaven. Let me see in chat. If, I want you to say I'm a hero of heaven. I'm a hero of heaven. I want to see all my heroes out there. I like that hero. Um, yeah, and listen, we do have davidheavener.tv. Um, 
and that is the ministry. It's very inexpensive, over 700 videos of things that you're not going to see a lot of other places, okay? People say, well, I've got YouTube, i got this. No, but this is our space. It's the space God's given us. We need to support it, and it takes your support to stay on the air. Please go and sign up, davidhebner.tv. Uh, you can watch this show free there, but but it's only $5 a month, or you can get a whole year for, I don't know, 50 or $60. You're going to spend that much on, you know, lattes at Starbucks, God forbid. Um, please consider helping us. If you'd like to support the ministry and give a donation, you can go to davidhebner.tv forward slash give, or you can call 844-806-0006, or you can text the word chosen to 91999. But what's more important is that we're going to go, every uh, name that Shanita mentioned, we're going to pray again for you guys. And we're going to pray uh, for your families. So I want you now, we're going to stand with our families, okay? Stand with your family. If you have say, unsaved families, unsaved friends, unsaved loved ones, we're going to stand. We're going to ask God to perform a miracle in their life. Folks, I'm telling you, prayer is so powerful. If you want to see your family change, Mira says, I'm a hero of heaven. Kay says, I'm a hero of heaven. Um, yeah. I, okay, let's go to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for loving us right now. I'm lifting every name up Shanita mentioned and every name that was not able to get to Shanita and every name out there that has a need. Father, right now, there's someone out there that's battling an addiction. That addiction right now is broken. Someone out there that's having an eye issue. Right now, you're being healed. We're commanding a healing on God's people. We command that healing, God. We do this humbly because you've given us the power to command the healing. Thank you for giving us the power to get rid of the dirty demons. And we have this morning. Right now, we stand for the families, for those generational curses as they're broken right now in Jesus' name. We're asking for salvation for our families and for our friends and for our loved ones. We're asking for that, Lord. We're asking for that miracle, and we believe it. We're standing on it. Right now, things are changing all over the world. There's people's families that are something's going on in your family. Someone's listening and hearing a voice, and it's the voice of God, and you're going to see a difference. And I want to hear about it. When you find that your family is starting to come to Jesus, starting to turn around, starting to open up, I want to hear about it. I want to hear about the miracles and give God the glory. In Jesus' name, we ask these things, Father, and we thank you so much. So once again, uh, God has led me to share with you guys um, important stuff, and the important stuff is uh, our ministry tools. I'm going to call these tools. Now, here's tool number one. Tool number one is, this is the first episode of Last Evangelist. Why is this a tool? Because it shows you how the government locks churches down and what's really happening behind the scenes, okay? It's it's uh, the first episode of, you can watch this on David Heavener TV, by the way, but if you'd like to pick this up and give it to somebody, it's a DVD, and it also has banned videos on it with me and Michael Lake and Lisa Haven, uh, so you can get that. Here's tool number two, eight hours of uh, my friends, L.A. Marzulli, Michael Lake, Derek Gilbert, the late great Urban Baxter, late great uh, Russ Dizdar, on what? This is on astral projection, it's on sleep paralysis, it's on demonic warfare, the Illuminati, uh, SRA. Uh, I mean, eight hours, folks, it's a tool. This is a tool that we need to get in the hands of people. So even if you've got one, get another one 
and send it to people. Another tool is the story of Hollywood, the story of my life, how to battle these demons, how they're trying to control your mind. Uh, and then the book number two is um, True Power, how to use your true power in these last days. These are tools, just like you'd have tools to build a house or to fix your car. I want to get you these tools. Okay, now they do cost money, but if you're absolutely broke and you're living on the street and homeless, uh, you let me know because I want to get them to you anyway. But please, folks, uh, if you can still afford a cup of coffee and, and that, uh, please go to davidhevener.tv uh, forward slash uh, order, or you can call 844-806-0006 or text the word chosen to 91999 and pick up these tools, okay? And don't forget lastevangelist.com. That's uh, help funding episode two, which is coming out, and three. It's telling the truth about the vaccine and really what's going on. Uh, please help us, support us. Okay. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. I want you to join me uh, tomorrow night, Monday. We're going to be talking about artificial intelligence and what it's really doing to you. I'm going to have a member of SAG, Screen Actors Guild, on who's going to He's also a cast member of uh, The Chosen, and he's going to share some very, very, well, he's going to expose some things and sh share some very con like, uh, confidential information with us that I think is going to be very helpful to the body of Christ. Why don't you join me? You are Lord. Yeah, you are Lord. You have risen. From the dead, and you are Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Is Lord. And I also want to announce I'm going to do a special uh, uh, Christmas event, even though I don't celebrate Christmas, but I'm going to do a lot of songs. It's going to be only on David Heavener TV. It's going to be live, and I want you to join me. The only way you can join me is if you go sign up, davidhevener.tv. It's going to be my music special uh, later on this month for the month of December. And so I want you to join me. Go sign up, davidhevener.tv. Love you guys. And uh, remember, you never really lived. You found someone worth dying for. God bless you.